Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. Michael, Rob, hello. If you had, had to pick a firm of solicitors to do wills, probate, conveying a lot of other stuff. Dispute resolution, let's say, employment law. Yeah. Who would you go to? Do you know any? Um, yeah, I probably... Well, I mean, I live in Yorkshire, and I'd use Levi's solicitors, I'd probably pop in. But even if I'd lived elsewhere in the country, yeah. I'd probably still say them. Yeah. And do you know why that is? Because that'd be confusing. Oh, God, they're, they're based in Leeds. What do we do? What do we do? Uh, you video call them, I think. Thanks, thanks for being ready. Yeah, thanks yeah? for being ready, bro. Sorry. You could, you could just book an appointment online first, probably before the All video right, yeah, call. Yeah, yeah. It's like a bit unsolicited, like FaceTime. It's never, never a good look, is it? Uh, yeah, Levi Slisters bring you the show. 10% discount on your legal fees, levislisters.co.uk forward slash the square ball. You can use them from wherever you are in the country. Have a look on the website for full details and, uh, and get in touch with them. Right, this is propaganda then where we find out what's been said going on in the world of football across the last seven days. We listen to opposition fans, apart from today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because who could, wants could to find me? I mean, club like those lot. No, no, no nothing, there's that. nothing out there, is there? Absolutely no one wants to hear what they've got to say after a win. Did you put yourself through it? I listened to some. Because you were right, because we actually put a little bit of um, propaganda clip stuff into the was it the preview of the game at the yeah. weekend, knowing full well it could go wrong. And it did. It did. They weren't unbearable in truth, they were, but they won and they were like, oh no, Ten Hag knows what he's doing, was the gist of it. Yeah, fine, whatever, good, you've got a good manager, fine. Yeah. Very pleased. Yeah, well done. They, uh, they famously love Harry Maguire, don't they? Yes. Yeah, there were a few frustrations in, but because they won, they weren't too angry. So, yeah, there, whatever. Right, that's that bit done, done then. Um, <laughs> let's move on. This is the Leeds. Should we do the Leeds Mega Mix right at the top? Get that one out of the way. Yeah. Then we can laugh at Robbie Savage in a bit, yeah. So the same script. I don't think it matters who's in charge. Dominate moments of the game. Have five, six chances. Surely we can score one of them. Put one of them in the back of the net. Then up the other end, suck a punch. We lose. How many games like that have we seen this year? Honestly, no one can finish. No one at all. Bamford's touch is poor. Somerville, good game, but... One of those had to go in. And uh, Ruta at the end, that wasn't a good substitution is all I'll say on that. Honestly, I I feel we're going down. I just can't see who can turn us into a more efficient team up front, and I think that's the issue. We look better in the midfield, better at the back, but we can't score. We did play very well. The shape was much better. It was very evident in in the ground that the shape was better. Uh, you were right about Nonto as well. Somerville bringing him into the game in the second half by basically standing on top of him. The concern for me is that you'll have to talk a lot about the nine wins and where are five wins coming from? That's the thing. It's 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 the winning games that I'm not sure of. We we played good stuff. We played good stuff yesterday. Where are the five wins coming from? And and I think that's that's the rub. Hope I'm wrong. 
but that's that's where I am right now. Bruno Fernandez, <laughs> what a dirty rat bastard! I genuinely don't know what's worse: the way we lost that game or Rutter's performance. To say he's thirty-five million just looks like a waste of money. Couldn't control the ball, took too many touches, was under the ball as well. And like Koch or Melier went long, he, he seemed to be always under the ball rather than getting to it with the head. I did think Bamford was shattered, so I thought it was probably the right sub to make, but in hindsight, I think we've wasted a lot of money. I think we should have got Jukaresh for less, which would have meant we could have got another left back. But before my time runs out, Junior Firpo, credit today. I thought it was brilliant. Junior's back, baby. So, contents of that, quickly run through it. Did you hear our Aussie Jesse Marsh there at the start? Dominate moments? <laughs> he said, still can't score? Meh. We scored twice in midweek. Just didn't score on Sunday, did we? Yeah, I mean, I think we do score enough goals. Admittedly, Rodrigo mm. scored a lot of them, but I feel like we do score enough goals to get points if we could just stop conceding. Yeah, I think the way we kind of get out of this relegation battle is by defending better, isn't it? I think there is goals in that team. I think of the bottom six we've scored the most, mm. I think from 14 down. So yeah, as frustrating as some of the finishing is, and as certainly under Marsh, I didn't particularly like the way we attacked. It's the defending that's been the problem. And as well as the played the other day, it was that, I think it was just mental and physical fatigue as much that got him in the end and that's where the goals got conceded towards the end have we forgotten how to win as caller number two said thanks for not putting the names on the sheet by the way Michael sorry don't worry <laughs> you know who you are have we forgotten how to win I don't think we've forgotten how to win it's just a long time since we have we've forgotten mm. what it feels like we haven't forgotten how to do it because we could have won at Old Trafford we could have won on Sunday to be fair yeah we could but we've said that a lot haven't we this yeah. season um, we did win twice in January albeit I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> they did win. Teams teams sort of more League One teams mm. than um than Premier League teams, aren't they? Which mm. I, I don't think we can get any points out of this week with Jesse Marsh in charge, which I know is impossible to say. But as it is, we've But hey, double down on it. We've got <laughs> the one. Internet, it's the internet. Well, I mean it's it's completely unprecedented. I think as well if you, if you shout if you were writing it, you'd write you'd write the word fact in capital letters at the end and mm. that makes it more emphatic and correct. Yeah. Fact. I might say no argument as well. Yeah. To, <laughs> full, to make sure no one can argue with full me. Full stop. Yeah. End of. End, end of is a good one, yeah. yeah. That's, that, that just completely caps it off. Like, <laughs> end, that's the end. Don't reply. You can do that thing on Twitter as well now where you can turn off replies, can't you? That's so great, you can, yeah. could just put fact and then leave mm, it. Yeah. Turn off comments on this video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're writing off Jorginho Ruta after how many minutes has he played for us? Uh, I feel a bit sorry for him here. I've seen him get quite a lot of criticism. But, I mean, uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't great and he did look a little bit like a lost puppy at times. But... Has it seemed described as a human pterodactyl? <laughs> On <laughs> Wacko, which made me laugh an awful lot. Because <laughs> he, he's very yeah, army, isn't he? Yeah. He's sort of the opposite of Jordan Pickford. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, I suppose the argument is maybe that we've signed the wrong player because he doesn't look like a Bamford replacement, does he? Which is the player we've been asking for for a couple of years. It's never been the player the club have gone for, though. The no. club have always gone for this kind of hybrid winger slash centre-forward vibe. And it is... As much as, again, we get frustrated about Bamford and his finishing, he's kind of a weirdly unique player in that his strength is he's really good at pressing. And it's kind mm-hmm. of, it's not necessarily intangible. You can see it and I'm sure someone somewhere has numbers for it. But I don't think Bamford was actually that great the other day, but he was pressing really well and he was disciplined and he was organised. And then we dropped in Ruter and he's still getting used to all that, I think. And it's maybe not his strength. And that was where it kind of, we were definitely worse once Bamford went off. Mm. I think A, he was tired and 
Um, and they made changes as well. Let's not yeah, forget. Yeah, that was another part of it as well. Yeah, you don't you don't play like on an island. Do you? It's not just your team that plays. It's what the opposition do as well. Because that's football, kids. No argument there. Fact. End of. But now I think with with Ruta, wait and see. I suppose from what we've seen, you would have to say thirty five million don't look great. But he's we've not seen anything, have we? No, no. I mean he's so 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 early, and, and he's, he's he's still a young man. Yeah, I was going to say he's not really of an age where most Premier League teams are even putting people in the team are they in the yeah no at 20 yeah. that's that you're generally out on loan somewhere at this point so. and he wasn't diabolically bad like I've seen quite a few people just be god he's rubbish we've wasted all this money and we don't know yet we might have done but we've barely seen him you're basically so. throwing a lad who's, who's pretty green who's 20 years old into one of the most kind of intense Premier League matches I've seen in a while because it was mm. pretty uh, pretty out there in terms of that wasn't it like it was uh, there was a lot going on yeah and I mean I've seen Edgar Charney and Happy yeah, Happy Boo John Kevin Augusta. I've, I've seen some um, fairly ineffective strikers. Yeah, no, there was that years. moment that Ruta had actually where, and I know, I know it just sounds like we're trying to jump in and defend him now because I want to think the best of him because he's ours. Uh, when you thought he'd lost it, he dwelt on the ball for a little bit too long, but then he turned away from two players. I thought, oh, well, that was nice. So mm-hmm. give him a little bit of time, a little bit more of that, and maybe play to some of his strengths as well, which is it looks like he's sort of receiving the ball into feet and turning with it as well. So we'll see. He'll get, he'll get his chance, won't he, in due course. Um, can't really say that that's libelous just looking at the comments on the sheet <laughs> can't say that about the ref no no nah I don't think we can um, let's move on to uh, to the manager chat then shall we as, as a, a theory has arrived is that right Michael yeah pretty much after, with the uh, around the shrewder sightings we'll we're tr- going to call them yeah we'll talk about that in a minute because it's absolutely wild isn't it <laughs> we, let's say the clip first then so about this link with shrewder um, I'm really hoping that this is just a ploy from the Three Stooges. I don't want to go on Matt Letizia conspiracy theorist on this, but <laughs> the process is we're not going to get him. We never were. But because it's looking likely now that we're going to miss out on Iriola, I'm hoping that the club are kind of putting this link out there, inviting him to the game, knowing that we're not going to get him. So then when we do, we inevitably end up with someone like Nuno or Gerard. The club can spin it and say, oh, well, we listen to the fans. We were never going to get Schroeder. We listened to the fans. The fans didn't want him. So here you go. You can have Nuno instead. I want to talk about Order's alternative manager list because I get that it's not his fault if, you know, managers aren't allowed or can't come to Leeds, say, in Iriola's example, because his club won't let him. But you've got to question a list of four or five alternatives when none of them are available. That's not a good fucking list. I could scribble down Klopp, Tuchel, Guardiola and Pochettino as a list of backup Leeds managers. Sure, it's a great list because they're all good managers, but it's a shit list because none of them are going to come. It's not acceptable to sack a manager and then be scrambling around like this. Fair comment. Yeah, it's not been great, has it? Don't think so, no. Larry Curley and Mo, who's who? Out of the, uh, the three stooges. Well, maybe that's, maybe that's for an extra ball. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'd, we'll break it down a bit more. I do enjoy how we will really go out of our way to sometimes give the board more credit than they deserve when there's talk of theories that they were just putting Alfred there just to kind of say, oh, look, you think this guy's bad? Like, you know, when actually it's just a bit of I mean, and, mess, and, isn't and it? And given the sort of the pressure on time that they clearly wanted to get somebody in like now before the Everton game, it's a hell of a ruse, isn't it? <laughs> it's a it's hell of an expensive ruse to fly him in, have him mooching about in the West Stand, touring the training ground and all the rest of it. I think we've been undone by our own arrogance in thinking that we'll be able to get one of these managers. That If the list was, say, Iriola, Slot and Corbran, they probably thought, well, 
maybe Raiola first slot. I suppose he's top of the league. We might not want to come. Cole Brown will definitely be able to get him out of West Brom. And then pretty quickly, it was all looking quite difficult. I think the, the timing has massively hindered us as well. And I think maybe that speaks to where the problem has, has come from. And I mean, if you read the Dutch press over the last sort of 24, 48 hours, it, it was uh, suggested in there, I don't know how true this is, but the Orta's sort of stuck with Marsh come hell or high water and was the last one, you know, clinging onto him as an idea that it was going to work. He needed to go sooner, if only, not for the results necessarily, but for the timing of replacing him. Mm-hmm. If there was a sense that this was not working, I would, and, and again, you know, we say this all the time, but we're operating with hindsight. We're operating with the benefit of hindsight. But it was fairly clear to me from a while ago, this was not working. And I said to me, I said it on the Phil Hay show when, when Phil said it around the, was it the Leicester game first of all? Mm. And I felt, Probably it was never going to go anywhere. It was never going to get anywhere more than about 17th, was it? That was the dream. It was always the dream. Altus had been weirdly sold on Marsh for more years than anyone, as far as I can gather, because he, he claimed he was talking for two years, didn't he? It's insane. I don't think you can overstate what a massive cock-up this has been. Chatting to him for two years and being so sold on him and then continuing to be sold on him during a year of things getting worse mm. and it was I think it was Phil Hayes' story in The Athletic where he was saying after Villa when there was some talk in the board of sacking Marsh and it was Orta who was very insistent that they stick with him and then he stuck with him through the January transfer window presumably signed targets that Marsh has signed off on himself and the very next game after the window shuts they sack him and it's two seasons in a row now we've backed a manager through January albeit they didn't with Bielsa because they didn't sign anyone and then the very next game after last season's transfer window ended in January, it was the Villa away game when Rad Rosani decided everything's broken, we need to change something. And you just think, this is so predictable that it's happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they when they stuck with Marsh after Fulham, I think whether we said on the podcast or not, but I remember saying to friends, like, they're just going to sack him in February. Yeah. And you think, well, at least they've got time to prepare now, even if, you know, they don't think he's the guy. You've got a World Cup break. You've got January to prepare for. Yeah, and who you're going to get in? Put yourself in the shoes of the people who might want to take the job. If you do it during the World Cup break, where everyone's got time to find a replacement, it's not that close to the end of the season. There's a little bit more distance left to run. Even if you don't, if you, even if it's not ideal, you give yourself a far better chance and a unique chance with the, what's happened with the calendar this year. Yeah. I'd, I mean, I'd have got rid, certainly after the Fulham game, because it wasn't working. And yeah. it, it, it had long enough at that stage. I know people will say, oh, well, he's he only had the the team he wanted from this summer. But it's, it's enough games. You've got And you've got to draw a line. You can always, the defence for, for not sacking someone is always, well, if you'd have given them more time it it would have eventually worked but at some point you need to draw a line don't you and be like no this this is enough time now like no no more we, we have got we have got to make a change otherwise there are, there are no more games left to win mm. Alter's role in this is interesting because like, I don't know if he's just easily persuaded but his managerial appointments have been kind of off-piste apart from Bielsa which, which I guess was in a different way but these people who are on the face of it are unqualified like Thomas Christensen like Jesse Marsh, how what have they said to him? And how, do, do you how, is, he, you can, how you, has he allowed himself to be talked into this? Do you reckon you could sell a car to Victor Otter? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird because he's he's got he's got such a a great knowledge of football apparently, and yet it seems like if someone can get in his ear and talk mm. to him about it and be like, yeah, I can, I'll do all this stuff, and he's like, yeah, no, I, I agree, we'll go along with this. And Marsh must have, I guess, had maintained a hold over him to a degree to allow him to stay in his job as long as he did mm. it boils down to the thing about it's easier to fool someone than it is to convince them they're being fooled right. people around Victor is going it's not working Victor and he's like no it is working and, yeah. if, and if we just double down on it I said this on the Phil Hay show yesterday which was 
you know, we did, do, did the poll on the Square Ball account and just, that was just out of pure curiosity because with Twitter, you get a lot of noise and it all feeds off each other. It was obviously, you know, 16,500 people voted and 80, it was 81%, I think, said that they didn't want Schroeder as the manager. Mm. Just to try and see, you know, not scientific at all, as I said yesterday, but uh, just to see how people were feeling generally about it and having slept on it Sunday into Monday. And the people who did want him because there was an unsure option as well, wasn't yeah, there? The yeah. people who did want him, was it was, it was 3%. was absolutely microscopic. Yeah, and it was nothing really to do with Schroeder himself besides second-hand reports and tweets from fans of other clubs, which is a tiny sample size. But that was a that was a judgment on Auto, wasn't it? And the regime, mm. the wider regime. And also it was people reading his Wikipedia page and going, oh, he seems to be... He never never lasted anywhere. Like yeah, he's, he's been assistant manager loads of places. And as he, soon as he went from the the smaller league where he was quite successful to a bigger job, he failed exactly the same as Marsh. Yeah. And you think, well, that looks like Orta, what Orta does. Yeah, it's, it's that thing of um, they had three years under Bielsa where Orta is on the record himself saying Bielsa sorted everything out at the club from the academy transfers, first team coaching, training ground. Bielsa did it all, and we just backed his ideas. So you think you've got three years, we can come up with an idea of what you're going to do next. Instead, you spent them chatting to Jesse and he spent, well, and, and also, the idea he came up with was, we'll just copy the Red Bull thing. It's, mm. like, it's not an idea, is it? <laughs> well, it <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, you, there's probably a separate episode to do about the transfer market stuff with Victor Alts, because there have been some obvious big successes. Willie Nonto for three and a half million quid, you can point at that and go, well, unbelievable to have, to have got him for that. But managerial appointments have been disastrous. All, so bar, all bar one have been terrible. Yeah, completely shit. I know you could say you can say oh Marsh did keep us up last year and he did fair enough skin of the teeth stuff but it was it was a margin for error wasn't it that it was there was you play out the end of that season again and we go down at least half of the time yeah like individual tiny things that happened in games kept us up last year yeah not all of it within our control Sergio Canos taking his shirt off for example Jimenez fouling Melier things like that that got us the points that kept us up Tyro Mings blocking a shot on the line mm. but. Uh, against Burnley there are, there are lots of little bits you can draw on and go well it was such a such a fine margin you can't almost take any credit for it I mean Victor Alta can't take any credit for it and say well this is the guy that's that saved us because a lot of it was pretty random that's what makes me laugh about Southampton going after Marsh and, and the reports suggesting that they're impressed with, with how he saved Leeds and I'm fully aware that he might yet save them you, you don't know what's going to happen mm. there do you but I mean you have to give credit to him in the sense Marsh that is in the sense that he did keep us up whether it was through luck circumstance, whatever it might have been, it worked. And the record books will, will reflect that. So you've got to give him his dues on that, surely. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I don't think he did a better job than a number of other people would have done last yeah. season. I mean this is why um And I think this year he's done a worse job than a lot of people. And just well just to return to what we were saying there about about Orta and it's a phrase I've used before. Like he's it always feels like he's trying to galaxy brain the appointment. You know, like trying to do something really clever that no one else is doing. It's like sometimes I just wish the club would do the obvious thing and that extends into things like the kits. Mm. You know, just do the obvious stuff for a bit and re, you know, reassure us that you know what you're doing rather than having your child design mm. the pyjama third away kit. I, was, I need to give credit to Universal Cucumber as well on Wacko who suggested we let Rad's uh, kid pick the manager. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I, I, point to the picture of the nice man that you want, Sammy. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. 
Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I wrote after Marsh had been sacked about a bit of a fuck-off Red Bull kind of thing for the blog. But... um thinking about that night at Leicester when the away end turned and it seemed to be um, the sign that things really weren't going to work for Marsh. But the the away end that night sang, what the fuck is going on? And I think if you do actually, maybe it's like the uber cynical view, but I think if you, when you do add up everything that's gone on, even just since the appointed Marsh, and it ranges from trivial things like accidentally subbing off Luke Aylin without realising and the owner letting his kid design the kit. But I think when you do add everything up, we're completely within our rights to say, what the fuck is going on, actually? Because mm. none of it makes sense. It's, it's all a mess. Like you go back to, you know, you mentioned Nonto as the great success story. And it is, and he's brilliant. And I'm so happy he's here. But it was a club, the club decided he wasn't ready for the Premier League in mm. the summer. And then, you know, people sometimes say now, oh, you've been unfair. Maybe they were just lowering expectations on him. But they tried to sign five other strikers on deadline day before yeah. they rang Willie Nonto up and went, can you please move to Leeds? And we wouldn't have even done you that know? had we not already sent Dan James yeah. to Fulham. And his program notes saying we've got we find got loads of goals Rodrigo gets injured 20 minutes later and we try and sign you know we could have Joel Pirro playing for us rather than Willie Nonso and mm. I've never heard of him until we were about to sign him <laughs> and I've never heard of him since so yeah there's a lot of question marks to be answered I'd like the new manager thing I've not really researched any of these names that we've been linked with that deeply because they're still veering from one to the other mm. so quickly the most that I know about Schroeder is that I found out he used to play with Clyde Vinehard so I look forward to the blog article on that to the extent I mean it was Romano tweeted that he was never he was never an option didn't he it was not not close he was never close he was never close but that I mean that's insulting people's intelligence to say he was never close I wonder who is telling (laughs) Romano these things that's what I wonder don't you it is strange isn't it <laughs> After he broke the news that Leeds United owner Andre Redrazani was, was, I think he, he was used the words tall and handsome, very tall. <laughs> it was pivotal in uh, in the signing of Weston McKenney or whatever. But yeah. don't piss on our leg. Expert, tell, tell us it's raining. Expert, it's the old line. expert, gigantic expert negotiator. Because he was here, he was in the team hotel. He was apparently even like at the training ground. He was looking round stuff. Obviously, he was being considered. Yeah. Don't lie to us on on this. It'd even be better if you said we've spoke to him, we've seen reaction, we've. Decided probably not because I'm sure Red Rosani's mentions on Sunday. Oh, they were were just please no, please no. Look what I, 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 I had a look, look at his, his mentions. I had a look at his mentions on Sunday night. That was not a pretty sight. No, exactly. And he, we know he does isn't read it, these. Isn't things. it wild running a football club by Twitter opinion? It's so funny. I mean, in some ways, it's, it might have actually saved us this time because I think it would have been yeah. probably. Disaster. I think and yeah, that's the funny thing. Is like I'm saying that, but 
on balance, in my opinion, probably for the best. Yeah, because yeah, if we do now, for example, get Benitez or Nuno or someone, a probably quite dull appointment, not what we would have maybe wanted in the first place, but it does at least seem some way sane. Yeah. And you can look at their record. I go, oh, fine. Yeah, yeah. Good, He's good, finished seventh in the Premier League. Good Premier yeah. League records yeah. on there. Obviously, the odd blip on it, but generally speaking, lots of success as well. Whereas you look at Schroeder and you go, well... <laughs> Which bit of it is? Which bit of this are you wanting him to recreate? That one decent season hmm. at Bruges, or finishing? I think he finished like fifth or sixth with Hoffenheim once. You wanted him for the Baldies club, though, didn't you? And I, I think I feel like it could turn the tide against the Baldies. Really? I I'm would. Again. You, do you expect some slight? You know, like when <laughs> you read these awful stories in the in the sun of like people like pediatricians having their windows put through and the houses being burned <laughs> down, copycat beating because they think thing. it's like peed the same peed and yeah. obviously got the wrong end of the stick. Would you have been victim to a copycat beating where people are torching your house in Ponte? It's and it's possible. a nice house as well. I, I wouldn't want that to happen. Don't set my house on fire. No, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. Not unless you really transgressed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, we're not getting him, so that's good. And yeah, we'll get Nuno who's bald. Well, we are going to do. We're going to do a Baldies show this week, aren't we? About particularly focusing on Rosler. Well, we could oh, talk yes, about we could talk about other handsome bald men. So that'll be that'll be the TSB guide this week. Looking back on the um, the Rosler era, another era, definitely an era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An epoch. Mm. Should we talk about Jesse Marsh going to um, Southampton and what they think of it? Because this is delicious. I mean, no matter which way you dress it up, obviously there's going to be terror and fear that he's going to come back and hand our ass to us on the, is it the 25th we play him at Ellen Road? But it's so funny. Just as a, as a narrative arc, it's so funny. I mean, you do convince yourself because we're Leeds fans, oh, he's going to come to Ellen Road and win. But they're terrible and he's fucking terrible. So it should be fine, shouldn't it? Do the two cancel each other out? Mm. I'm not really concerned about this appointment. When Everton got Deitch, I did part of me thought, well, that's probably quite a good appointment. They've got he's got like kind of Cody and Tarky and he can he can do his he can do Sean Deitch things with them. Whereas when they were looking at game Rooney or something, when he was linked, I was thinking, Oh, do that. Mm. Do that because he didn't he's not got the experience here. Whereas whereas Deitch thought, well, he he will at least make them hard to beat and all grizzled, he's grizzled and whatnot. I don't get that with Jesse going to Southampton. I think. Okay. Best of luck. <laughs> but it's it's interesting looking Best at the luck rea- to you. looking at the reaction of of their fans and there's like one well, I think it was like Saints Extra type account I saw was sort of saying, well, tactically he's limited versus other other managers, but he's better than Nathan Jones. Well, I mean that's the that's the mark, isn't it? I mean that's the the Nathan Jones comparison is interesting because this season, as, as I was saying earlier, I think there are lots of managers who would have done a better job than Jesse. I've basically looked down the league and I've gone, who would I take from other clubs? Who would which of these would I take over Jesse? And it was most of them, with the one exception, which was Nathan Jones. <laughs> Shall we hear from him then, the uh, the Welsh Wizard, before he was sacked from Southampton? Yeah, so I, I mixed this up a little bit. So this is his pre-match press An- conference. Another mega mix with a bit of um, a bit of a, a local character from Wakefield. Oh, um, <laughs> brilliant! A character in the true sense of the word. Well, maybe both. Actually. Well, I mean, every, <laughs> yeah. every every local area has got ca- a character mm, who's yeah. sort of famed um, so in the area. This is a bit of Paul Sykes, a bit oh. of Nathan Jones. I, I, the manager left, David Pleat left. My, my next move was then to go to Spain. No logic in that because I'm homesick in Luton and I decided to go to Spain. Yeah, I know where it is. I've been, I've been, nobody can tell me anything. I don't read Daily Mirror and so I go and have a look. I enjoy a challenge. I want to be the best version. I could have stayed in a mining community and be a PE teacher and had a nice life. Married a nice Welsh girl and all those things. Beautiful. Now, I've lived in the forests of North America. I've lived in the outback of the Ivory Coast. I've lived in India and Russia. I had my breakfast in Moscow and my, uh, my tea in Wood Street, Nick. I want to test test myself on every little, and that's nothing against Welsh, Welsh by the way. <laughs> but 
I want to test myself. I've always wanted to test myself. I wanted to test myself and be a player and, and survive. And I knew I wasn't brilliant as a player, but I was the fittest human being in history. I'm the only man in the history of mankind that has swum across the Straits of Johor. I had to avoid a police launch. It was either that or Changinik. They've got me to sit passport in Singapore. Yeah, I swam it. Yeah, nobody's ever done it before. Not because of the currents or anything like that. Nothing like that. It's... <laughs> I thought, I'm going to cling on to this career and get as high as I can. But while I was doing that, I then took coaching badges and I learned of people. And I wanted to be the best coach in the world. That's what I wanted to be. So I learned and developed and philosophy. Then came to a point that I thought I could be a manager. So I don't go to the pub after and stuff like that. My life depends on this. this is I know about sharks. I know about <laughs> sharks, yeah. I'm six foot three and 16 stone, 200 weight, yeah. I'm swimming. These pumps, see these pumps? These were hanging around my neck when I done it, yeah. I thought, well... Jaws, how they condition them, I know how they condition people, your jaws, boom, 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 yeah. <laughs> They're just flying about, you've got an art job works here. Sharks, they'll have a look at me and think, yeah, I know how to do them, you punch them out in the fucking air hole and they swim off. <laughs> I love the pressure, I love the, the challenge, because what else am I going to do? I'll be dead soon, I'll be dead one day. Wow, that is remarkable, actually. So there you go. Uh, I know in about, a different life. I know about sharks, mate. <laughs> he'd, he'd be a violent man from Wakefield with Nathan Jones. But, um... <laughs> do sharks have ears? Sykes, they were suggesting you punch a shark on the ear roll. Do sharks have ears? Um, do, do do a Joe Rogan. Hey, Jamie, get up, uh, get that picture <laughs> up, of, get a picture up of, of a shark with ears, Jamie. Uh, they they can hear. So, yep, yeah. Not after Paul Sykes done with them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Ringing in the ears. Yeah, I think they've got little holes. Right, punch in ear roll. So fine. Yeah, yeah. There's not. There's no lugs though. There's no no kind of lobe. No, I don't think so. Right. Did you chat about Nathan Jones' comments about Welsh women last week or not? Um, I think it was after we recorded. Have you seen who he's, that he's, he's married, married to a Welsh woman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was. I think that was his attempt at humour, wasn't it, in the press oh, really? conference? Because you heard the chuckling of the uh, the other people in there, the, did, the press did, man. Didn't he say he could have married a nice Welsh girl? Maybe, mm. maybe he's married an awful one. <laughs> Although he did say he was the fittest human being in history. <laughs> <laughs> a remarkable claim. Um, let's move on to Jesse Marsh then. The, uh, the rather delicious appointment that it looks like uh, is going to happen at St Mary's. And uh, Total Saints, then, what have they had to say, Michael? Well, they were, they were just discussing it. I mean, they're, they're mainly relieved that Nathan Jones was gone. I listened to a bit. There wasn't a particularly clippable bit either, but there was. Um, they ran a, a fans forum this past week at Southampton, well, just before they sacked Jones, and it was essentially just a room full of fans saying, when are you going to sack Nathan Jones? And the board going, well, we think he can do a job. And, and much in the same way as Leeds were saying, we think Jesse Marsh can do a job. And then they had to sack him. So that was going on. But this is this is Total Saints, their podcast, when they're discussing maybe appointing Marsh. I, Steve, I was just like, oh, not Jesse Marsh, surely. You know, well, is it two wins in the last seventeen games? And and then he had the same. It, he can't. He hasn't won games in the Premier League. So I'm not convinced. But but you think it might be a good appointment? Um, I mean, he won enough games at the back end of last season to keep an absolutely dreadful lead side up when sort of under their Lord and Saviour, uh, Marcelo Bielsa, they were free-falling um, straight through the trapdoor and back into the championship. Um, so I think he's, he did a much better job at Leeds than people give him credit for. And there is this, I do genuinely believe there is this underlying sort of xenophobia towards American, I mean, any American involvement in, in football. I mean, someone like Marsh has got a great pedigree. Um, he's won he's won trophies with clubs before. He's well-versed on sort of multi-club models and working with young players and working to a kind of profit-making. <laughs> yeah. He ran out of things, though, at the end. <laughs> and these are all that, because obviously you never know. He's got no, nice hair, the, good 
good jeans. Jeans, jeans are nice. There's and... never any kind of, of a definitive angle on these things. Is you can never. It's like the arguments around Bielsa. Would he have taken us down? Would we have stayed up? You know, it's it's never provable in either direction. So it's really interesting to hear the kind of the pro arguments there, um, which you've seen from some Leeds fans trying to convince themselves that this is a good idea. And it might have been a good idea. Maybe we'd have been fine. It's partly it's, it's just interesting here to see hear the bargaining going on. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's in the same way as we a few weeks ago said you're going to get. Nuno in, you'd have been like, oh, a lot of time wasting, a bit defensive. Not really for me. Whereas now you're going, ah, yeah, well, finish seventh in the Premier League. <laughs> get him in, finish seventh. Seems like a nice fella. <laughs> lovely, lovely shiny head, nice beard, great stuff. Get him in. <laughs> and I guess there's some of that. Lovely with shiny head is that high on your list? He's top, absolutely. <laughs> that's why I did. That's why I was, uh, I was a slot man. But um, yeah, Schroeder's head was too unusually shaped for me. Didn't like that. Look, I look at a flat top. You could have stuck a, a, a plunger, a plunger on it very easily. Which maybe it'd be a good thing. He could have sat, he could have been in the dugout with it on. After <laughs> <laughs> that flopping about, it'd be quite a good, quite a spectacle. Uh, should we hear from uh, Robbie Savage then? So we're after one of those uh, fonts of wisdom. I'm sure he's world. got some really intelligent opinions to say. Yeah, very erudite is, uh, is Robbie Savage. Let's hear from him. Well, we're seeing last night after no wins in seven, they got a great draw with under twenty one manager in charge. So a new manager effect that showed last night in their performance. You know the way they played. I think that with Jesse Marsh, they would have gone down. Listen, do I think they'll still go down? Yes, I do. 19 points. Um, yes, they made a good signing in, in Western McKenney, But I just think that only one team in that bottom six has kept the manager. That's David Moyes. I think Everton and West Ham would get out of it. Therefore, Leeds, no matter who the manager is, is going down this season. I wish Joe Lundsey was on um, to tell me to show up. And that was the 30-second whistle that you heard there because um, Robbie was given 30 seconds to make the case for Leeds this season or against it. And he, oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, Michael, can we? Can we? Can you do uh, what Robbie did there but maybe in five to ten seconds? Please? Oh, it's John Lewis here. Go, 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 banter. Oh, yeah. Oh, Leeds goes down, I think. Uh, yeah, get my experience. Thanks, Robbie. Thank you, Robbie. Idiot. <laughs> yeah, it really gives me confidence that we're going to stay up when people like Robbie Savage say we're going down. Yeah. Mm. And he, he managed to get one of his phrases in there, which is it Rio Ferdinand who always does it as well? Listen, like, get, always gets used. That's one of Robbie's favourites, <laughs> favourite go to phrases. Shall we hear about someone else who has an opinion on who Leeds should be appointing? One of our f- old favourites on um, on this show. Um, for the newer listener, Neil Warnock used to be our manager. When was it? 10 years ago he left mm-hmm. now? 10 years. And we're still years. banging on about him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's such a great character, isn't he? Oh, he's great. He's, uh, and he's, of course, he's been appointed at Huddersfield. Yeah, he's, he's, just uh, for one more. Just one, one more. Sharon said to me, yeah, get out of the house, please, for God's sake. He's been Neil. retired since, I think he took the Palace job in like... 2009, 2010? Something like that. It was a long time ago when, he, it, said, yeah. when it, he said it was his final job. I think he's done his seventh job since his final job. It I was think. before he managed us, wasn't it? Yeah. He it was at Palace he first spoke about it. I'm, I'm just going to his Wikipedia page now. So um, He's managed Palace again since then, Yes, he, he has, yeah. 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 So Palace... It was the first time at Palace was so his Palace last job. Palace was 2007 to 2010, um, and then he went back there after us in 2014. Yeah, so that so that was his, um, so 16, his last job. So a maximum of 16 years ago. <laughs> He was already talking about retiring somewhere between 16 and, and 13 years ago. I, I was I was 12 when Neil Warnock first retired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Excellent. Anyway, this was him talking ahead of him getting the Huddersfield job, which he he, he has now got. This is him on TalkSport talking about who Leeds should get. Oh, great. Is it? Let me guess. Is it him? <laughs> it was interesting. Some of the names put forward for Leeds, etc. I don't, I mean, I don't think they've got a, 
rush into it. That's why, uh, not necessarily me, but somebody, you know, somebody in that mould mm-hmm. to the end of the season. I think they only need, no disrespect, but, you know, there was only one manager that could have gone to Everton, and that was Deitcher. You know, I mean, I, I knew as soon as he went there that they would get a lift, you know, because he's like me, you know, and not like me, but a lot younger, isn't he? But pad, <laughs> pads on. It doesn't matter about tactics. You've got, they've got good players and Leeds have got good players. Huh? It don't matter it, about tactics. It doesn't matter about tactics. Congratu- congratulations that, to Huddersfield on your relegate. That's the, uh, that's the title of his next book. <laughs> I mean, Sean Dyche, you can say his tactics can be a bit rough and ready at times and maybe a bit a bit simple but he definitely has tactics yeah and they're very organised tactics yeah. even if you don't like them they, he does have them yeah he definitely has them and to, for Warnock to say not necessarily me someone like me someone in that mould and then saying comparing himself to Deitch I, I looked into Warnock's Premier League record well he's, he actually predates the Premier League he's been around that long but he's had several goes in the top division so right then Notts County which was the season that we won the league 91-92 yep he'd done really well with Notts County in fairness he got him up a couple of divisions got to the top division relegated right Sheffield United 2006-7. Relegated. Right. Um, QPR 2011-12. Sacked in January. With QPR in 17th. So he's probably going to take that one as a victory. They haven't won in eight games though. Right. And, and did, did, they go, did they go down that season? Yeah. They, no, they stayed up. It was the game where... It was the Aguero game. The Aguero mm. game. So they did stay up. Right. It was Mark Hughes, yeah. I think, who kept him up in the end. Eventually then... No, it was Paddy Kenny that kept him up in the end. Well, that's true, yeah. He does, he does then eventually get appointed to a Premier League club when Crystal Palace bring him back after yeah. sacking Tony Pulis. From going to Pulis to Warnock. Jeez. <laughs> I know. So he's, so he's in at the end of August. By 27th of December, Palace are in the relegation zone. They've won one in 12. He's sacked. Gets Cardiff up 2018-19. What happened there? Relegated. Right. His prem- so someone... Leach should get someone like him who is almost certain to get you relegated. It doesn't matter about tactics, though. <laughs> I mean, Deitch has been relegated, what, uh, you know, with Burnley a couple of times, hasn't he? I think, because he brought him back up. Mm. Did he really relegate him last year, though? He well, did, he did a very Warnock trick of leaving just before they actually did get relegated. I suppose. Oh, yeah. To make there are but, so many people in football that talk bollocks, and, you know, say that with full self-awareness. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I'll admit it and not pretend I've got a clue about it. Yeah. Uh, we've got more Warnock, by the way. Propaganda Extra, a little bit of bonus stuff for, uh, for TSB mm. Plus members, some stuff over there. And the guy who got sacked from Huddersfield as well, Mark Fotheringham, we've got a clip from him that we're going to use on um, on Extra, have we? Mm. Yeah, I, I just ended up looking into Huddersfield managers um, and came across some interesting accents. And when was it? We had Busy the... week. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my job. <laughs> you say that to your wife, though. that's what you say to Lucy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, um, we're going to do an Extra Ball as well, have a chat about, uh, was it an idea that was put forward on um, uh, Propaganda last week? Yeah, was it, was, it, it was from the Man United preview, actually, weirdly, from last right, week, okay, yeah. we were covering it off. It was the from the Mark Goldbridge thing. Not Mark Goldbridge, though, some some confused man who was claiming that it was unfair that we'd oh, got that a point it, yeah, at yeah. Old Trafford because we'd changed manager and, and you shouldn't be allowed to change manager. Yeah, you've got to stay. If, if you're a lie, only death should maybe kick you so, out of office. Yeah, so that's what... So I've, I've had a look at who is in charge in the Premier League. So you've compiled an alternative Premier League of managers who would be in charge of all the Premier League clubs now. Yes. If death was the only way you lost your job. Exactly. So it's the chronologically the manager that's alive still. So, like, for example, Leeds, uh, managed by Alan Clark. Right. Because he's the, from 1980, he's the manager that is still alive. Exactly. Right. Okay. It's a perfectly obvious thing to do. Yep. So we're going we're gonna to do a full... <laughs> I, might, I mean, who, long, who knows how long it'll be? Let's have a, let's have a look at 15 hour, five part special. Um, <laughs> We're going to simulate an entire season. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Go through it? fixture by fixture. 
Yeah, that's good. Who's the oldest manager on there? Somebody 80, 88 years old. Mm, wow. Brentford guy, what's his name? Oh, uh, Frank. Frank, yeah. Big Frank. Frank. Right, we will do all that. Look out for that in your feed and we will speak to you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.